Dear Ray, I write your name, not for the first time, but like the first time, it seems strange, yet familiar. Sometimes I wonder what happened to us that night. It's like we went into a new dimension, a place that finally feels like home. I'm glad you're able to spend some time with yourself. It's funny how our lives just took yet another turn. I hope it never ends. I'm so happy to have you, to share this life with you. You've affected me so much. I can't imagine what life would be like if I had you and then you were gone. I hope I always appreciate us every day. I love you, Jean. Dear Jean, I sit here one week before I will propose to you, reflecting deeply upon my life. I cannot help but feel scared of what is to come. Life is meant to be hard. It is what makes us who we are. It is what makes us happy and sad, angry, content, and unique. If life was easy, we would never appreciate anything. Jean, I appreciate you. I appreciate your son. I appreciate what you both have done for my life. Ray. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple, Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage and relationships please check us out online on our facebook page and instagram at couple synergy or our website couplesynergy.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about and now on to couple synergy an in-depth look at love marriage and relationships where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform the relationships for over 20 years You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's podcast, we are going to get a little personal. (laughs) In a very personal place. We are actually in our home in Colorado. Yes. And this is a, a, a wonderful place for us and going back and forth between Chicago and Colorado. And, you know, this is our, this is the first time that we're recording here. Yeah, this is a 24 year long dream. Actually, we um, decided on our honeymoon that we were going to have a second home. That was in Maine originally. Remember that? Yeah. And then five years ago when the kids moved out, we thought it might be Texas. Mm-hmm. And started hiking and wound up uh, in Colorado. <laughs> yes, so we are not recording in the home pub in Chicago, but uh, I don't know, maybe we'll soon have a home pub here. A saloon. A saloon, right, right. So as, as I mentioned, we are going to get a little personal today because um, we are talking about, I, I guess, love letters, really. Yeah. Right, reminiscing about the past, and you know this this topic comes about because every couple that we interview, you know, that are p- 
potentially part of the couple-to-couple coaching program, um, they all say we, we want to go back to the way things were when we met. Right. When we first started dating. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, when we ask them the magic wand question, you know, if everything can be the way you want it to be, what would that look like? And they say, we want to go back. Yeah. You know, I think it's so easy to want to go back because, well, you remember the good stuff, the more difficult stuff starts to fade, but also there wasn't the depth of investment and vulnerability and work. And so it's much more fun in the beginning, but we know it's way better longer term if you do the work. And so this idea of reminiscing and uh, looking back at the way things really were can really give you a nice snapshot of who you were back then, uh, the dreams you had, the truth that you knew. And the connection that you had, Mm -hmm. the passion that you had, the excitement, you know, that comes with a new relationship. And, you know, the... um, uh, the quote in the beginning of this podcast that came from a letter that I wrote in 1997, I think. Yeah, 1997. Mm-hmm. That was, a, you know, a week before I was going to propose to you. And the funny thing is, when you talk about memory and reminiscing, our memory are, is designed to fade, right? Our memory is not accurate. And so when couples are trying to remember the past, it is skewed. And so when we, and I mean, just talk about us specifically, right. mm-hmm. when we are going into our, these letters that we wrote each other in the beginning of our relationship, it brings about a perspective that I, I speak for myself, that I don't have now of the past. It, it's reminding me of a person that I was back mm-hmm. then, uh, reminding me of feelings and thoughts that I had back then. Isn't that amazing? Because <clears throat> it's just you. It's just who we are. And as we get older, it doesn't seem like you get older. It feels like the same person back then, right? Right. And then it, it's like you're... But then again, it doesn't. Right. It's like you're overlaying your current mind with your past mind you're reading words if those of you out there have letters that you wrote each other in the beginning of a relationship break them out right and read them because you're reading these words that you don't even remember creating or putting together i mean there's there's a letter here i i just picked up uh gene you are very much like this flame i sit before Writing you this letter in bed, listening to my music and watching this candle burn seems to remind me of you. Yes, your life is lived within the flame. It is the flame. Up until now, mine has never been just that. Just, you know, it's like I didn't know I was so poetic back then. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to share this letter. This is a letter that was written before we were married, but after we were engaged. As you lie in my arms, I felt you fall into a deep, restful sleep, and I heard your breathing, deep and rhythmic and comforting. 
After a while of listening to you sleep, knowing I wouldn't disturb you, I got up and went to the kitchen to wrap up the last of the cookies for Alex's lunch. And I thought, this is how I want Alex's life to be. To have two parents who care about his life and his life in order and on a schedule. And how he had every right to have this, and now he does. I did the best I could for him, and my best is better than lots of two-parent families. But the void in Alex's life grew, and he needed a man's touch. And the void in my life grew, and I needed a man's touch too. As we filled the gap in your life, you filled the gap in his and mine. And I know much more than you how hard the next year of our lives will be. I know we will all grow. I know we will all survive and become even stronger and more united. I don't know what it feels like to parent a child that I didn't produce, but I know your rewards will be great. There's nothing more important than family, our family. I know that legally I'm not Cadcodian and neither is Alec, but inside we are as much Cadcodian as you are a husband and father. And now you lay next to me with a day's growth of stubble on your face, and I don't think I'll ever see anything as beautiful or hear anything as wonderful. My heart is so full, and I feel that I can conquer the world, and if you just ask me why, I'll just smile and say, it's your love. Jean. You know, when we were dating, we were not just you and me, we were blending. Alec was 10 years old, and... It was a really difficult decision on your part to try to sort through those feelings of, I think you called it instant family. Yeah, add water, instant family. You know, blended families were, it wasn't a very common word back then. You know, that's like 24 years ago. And so it was a very difficult decision to make. You know, I was uh, fairly young, 24 years old. Got married, you know, I was 25. And so to make that decision of instantly becoming a father and not knowing how to do that at all. To someone who's 14 years younger than you. Right, right. It was a very difficult thing. And I think because the structure of our family right from the beginning was complex, I think it really made us look at things very differently. Yeah, we didn't really have an opportunity to casually date or even to spend a ton of time just me and you. We had the seriousness of raising a child thrown into that mix. What I find interesting is, you know, when you write letters, it comes from a different place than when you just talk about it. And looking at these letters, like you said, you didn't know you were so poetic. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's things that I would probably never say out loud that I would write down. Things that saying out loud would seem kind of weird, but when you take the time to collect your thoughts and write them down, you speak from a depth in the heart, right? And as I look through the years of, of letters, um, it's like we have only written letters to each other when we were apart. Like the one I just read, you were asleep and we were in the same place. Home, right. But I was um, 
That was in the first year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have a lot of letters in the beginning. And then the other ones are like when you take time and go away or I take time and go away or we went on a retreat or something. Yeah, actually, in this is in 2000. And this was a time when you went on retreat and I wrote you this letter. And it's interesting, one of the things I said here was I never tell you or show you enough how much I love you. I guess that's my struggle. But if you take away anything from this letter, I want you to know how much I appreciate you for all the things you do for me and our children, for all the things you do to smooth things between me and my family, for all the things you do for our home, and for all the times you put up with my crabby ass. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's reading these letters that puts you in this frame of mind of appreciation i think you know there's a lot of talk these days about trauma and what happens with trauma is you get activated by something and all those feelings come back as though it's happening now all the negative feelings right right And so what we're doing here is the same thing in the opposite direction. Bringing back the positive feelings. Right. You can't hear those words and not feel that emotion and feel that thing you had back then. You know, that's another thing when we're interviewing a couple to see if we're going to work with them or not. We always ask them and tell us, tell us the story of how you met. And if they put a big smile on their face and you tell a story, no, you tell it, or we have different versions, we know we've got something to work with. But when you hear a couple say a sentence or two and, oh, we met at work, and and they can't access what they were really feeling back then, that tells us something as well, you know. And so, you know, if you haven't been in the habit of writing letters to your partner, really highly encourage you to do so. You'll be surprised at what you write down because it comes from a different part of us than when we speak you'll be surprised when you bump into that letter later on in life and reconnect with that part that you're feeling the day you wrote the letter. And when we say write letters, we mean like pick up a pen Mm -hmm. and paper and actually handwrite it Mm -hmm. because it loses something when it is typed out or if it's just a Word document on your computer. It's just, it's not the same thing at all. No, not you, at you all. You can really see. Yeah, because like one of these letters here that I wrote you is actually typed. This is the, the one when you were on a retreat. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them are actually handwritten. And then you could, you just feel the, the energy in the handwriting. Especially mine, because mine changes a lot based on what I'm feeling. I don't think yours does. Yours is pretty nice and organized and pretty (laughs) (laughs) and if i'm really emotional i can't even read what i wrote sometimes i want to share this one dear ray i've been thinking about the last 10 years of my life and i know that i have all i have ever wanted and more i know that what we have is really awesome so much more than most that's for sure in every area of our lives we have education and dreams we're not afraid to reach for our dreams and we support each other in our aspirations sure there is the checks and balances but really there is nothing I feel that you hold me back from and I hope you feel the same way 
In my perfect world, when I'm with you, everything would fall away, and I would have you completely, and I would give to you completely. But that is not possible, and probably would be yucky. But I sure like those times when I feel so close to you, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And then it cuts off because I don't have the second page of this letter. (laughs) So that was 10 years in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really easy to focus on logistics and tasks and problems. But I don't mention any of those in any of my letters, do you? The problems and challenges? Like today we had a flat tire and we had to go to the grocery store. Well, it's not a diary entry. Mm-hmm. It is an expression of your subconscious, an expression of what it is that you feel in that moment, which captured in, in this letter that you're reading 20 years later, it puts you back into that moment. And that's, that is the important thing here, you know, and I actually really feel for the couples today because of all this this technology, I wonder how many of them actually are, you know, writing down notes to each other or letters to each other. Yeah, I saw once they um, someone had a quilt with all their text messages oh, from wow. when they were dating. Really? Yeah, which I think would be awesome also. But, you know, you don't get the feeling of, especially through text, it's very different. And I'm sure they're not doing these long, drawn-out texts. Yeah, it's pretty challenging for couples today because they just, they don't have any time. They don't create time for themselves, you know, to sit down and and write something to their partner. It's just a shame because they're losing out on all of this, Mm -hmm. these, these memories that they can tap into, Yeah. you know, when they want to reconnect again. You know, I think that's, Another thing that's really wonderful about our relationship and actually the families that we grew up in because they were great scribes. You know, I have home movies of my entire life. Mm -hmm. And you and I often sit and watch vacations we've gone on or special moments in our lives of, you know, someone's birthday or or our wedding or something like that. And um, it just feels so great and it it feels a depth that you don't feel when you watch tv and look at someone else's story you're looking at your own story and that story gets to be told and and it gets to unfold well i think another important point is couples today are just living day by day and just surviving and when you reminisce about the past when you talk about your relationship together the way it used to be when you were first together and what were the things that you appreciated what were the things that you loved and were excited about it helps you stay on track as to where you're going mm-hmm. right because if you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've come from and when you stop and you write you have to reflect you have to do some soul searching and and really collect your thoughts and let yourself speak from a place of priority. And most couples don't even have the time to spend just hanging out together, let alone reminiscing or writing letters or creating the memories 
that are the glue in your relationship that that keep things going. I mean, you could be in really different places in in your relationship and feel disconnected and far apart and then you know, maybe you're going through your drawer looking for a piece of jewelry and you pull out a letter and read it and it's like, I remember now. I remember why I'm with you. I remember how I how I felt about you back then and who you really are. And it's not about the stress I'm under right now or, you know, the temporary things. It's about the thing that lives throughout the entire relationship. A lot of my clients, they get the concept of performance improvement Mm -hmm. like in their companies and in their careers where businesses take a look at how things have been going. They are constantly looking for ways to improve. They're always looking at that future point, that goal that they are trying to achieve and they're always talking about it. And they do that because if you're not talking about it, you're not creating. You're not improving. If you just put your nose to the grindstone and just do the same thing over and over again, you're going to repeat mistakes from the past. And so we encourage couples to constantly be talking about their relationship, constantly be reminiscing about how things have been and how they want to improve and what is their common vision for the future. Yeah, what you're talking about is like the mental aspect of things like here's my goal and here's how I'm going to achieve my goal and here's, you know, it's very logical. It's mm-hmm. very Structure, mental. Right. And, you know, we always talk about how relationships are emotional and the emotions need to be felt by having heart-to-heart conversations and not even always with words but like your heart's talking by holding each other by cuddling by sitting together by uh you, you know it is a very lost art form as well as kissing and if you want to have a great intimate relationship those are the kind of qualities that or the behaviors that are going to lead to great intimacy. It's not what happens in bed. It's all the little touch points along the way. And the kissing of hello and goodbye and the flirting and teasing and all that kind of stuff is really important. And writing letters is one way that it's it's almost like a, uh, getting a little surprise when you're all by yourself, but all of a sudden your partner's there in a really close, personal, and intimate way when you get those letters. And it really helps you feel that connection, especially when you're able to talk after you've maybe been in an argument or something and and you write a letter saying, you know what, how I really feel is this. It gives you the opportunity to express your emotions and the true depth of your vulnerability without feeling guarded without feeling this need to have to explain yourself, which you would if you were having a conversation with your partner. Yes, it is absolutely emotional, right? Unfortunately, when we start working with couples and we start talking about the benefit of connecting at an emotional level, 
a lot of times their eyes just glaze over mm-hmm. because they're so focused on the problem in the here and now. That's all well and good about spending time together and kissing and cuddling, but I can't even stand to be in the room with this person. And I'm so tired of the arguments we're getting into and the complaints. I mean, it's just, you know, tell us how to fix it right now. I love that. And they want to tell us who's right. (laughs) And then you know what happens is we slow that down and we don't let them really get to that because we say, we have some things we have to teach you first in order for you to have this argument in a way better way. And I love when we get to the moment where we see them, what we call giggling on the couch. That takes a while. Yeah. And that takes a lot of hard work mm-hmm. on both their parts. But they they have to see, you know, the benefit behind putting in that hard work. They have to see the benefit of sharing mm-hmm. these deep, vulnerable emotions with each other, the good, bad, and the ugly from the past. Yeah, people don't mind sharing the ugly out loud in front of other people and very personally. And it's like they want to keep the, the warm emotions and, and the loving emotions a secret and tucked inside. And I was thinking about that. Like when you come up to me and you've had some experience, I don't know, maybe you saw something on TV or you were listening to the radio and you felt like you really wanted to let me know how much you love me and appreciate me. And it when, when it comes out of left field like that, it's sort of overwhelming to me and it makes me almost feel like more guarded and like, why are you saying all these things to me about how important I am or how much you love me, like kind of out of the blue? And if it was in a letter, I would be much more open to receiving that. And I'd probably read it about 20 times, maybe 30. Well, because you would make sure that you are in a place to receive it mm-hmm. and a time right. you know, to receive yeah. it versus you know, your partner coming up to you and saying something that... Like they, you're doing dishes and all of a sudden... They typically don't say, yeah. right? Because you guys have been together for such a long time and all of a sudden they're expressing gratitude or appreciation and you're, just, you're raising an eyebrow because it's just not... You're not accustomed to it mm-hmm. as far as the way things have been going right now. You know, one of the ways that you can really stay on track with stuff like this is on holidays when we give each other a card... And we each have a card that we've given to each other. I think yours is on Mother's Day and mine's on Father's Day that I gave to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's another way to, you know, keep that in mind, maybe birthdays or anniversaries to maybe use those moments to take time and reminisce and reflect and really let your person know what you're thinking and feeling and how much you care about them. Yeah, just don't go to Walgreens and... But you got to go somewhere. Yeah, and just pull a card and... Sign your name. Sign your name. Right. You know, you have this opportunity then to really just express something that's, you know, personal. So for mine, it says, for you, Gene, on Mother's Day, all things change for the good. Your life, your love, and your Mother's Day. As long as this world will allow us, you will never celebrate this day alone again. I love you. Ray and Alec. And that was probably the first year. I think it is. Because you would have put Dean on there. Right. If it wasn't. On Father's Day and always, 
no matter what else complicates our lives, one thing is pure and simple. I love you, heart and soul. That was what was written. That's not what I wrote. That was the... That was the pre-printed card. Mm -hmm. Dear Ray, my lover, my partner, my friend, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, who knew we would be challenged with so much so soon? I know that we are going through some tough times. It's always seemed like success or failure are just around the corner. Through all this, there are the boys to consider. And even though being a dad is much more difficult and wonderful than you thought it would be, you are most beautiful to me when you are with the boys. I see how hard you try. You and them are so beautiful together. You are like a gift that has not been fully opened. I love you, Jean. It could be written today as well, right? It seems like success and failure are just around the corner. And there's always those ups and downs and, you know, it's, just part of the journey. It is so very easy to lose that connection. Mm -hmm. It can happen in an hour. Yeah. And when that goes on for a very long time, that distance gets even greater. I would say it could happen in a minute. In a minute, probably, yes. And as that distance gets greater, it is filled with resentment. And disconnection. You know, a lot of times when we ask couples, what is it that your partner does that you know they love you? They always say it's the little things. And the same thing is true in the opposite direction. It's the little things that, those little slights, that not including your partner, not sharing information, uh, not showing up or whatever those little things are, getting a cup of coffee, not offering your partner a cup of coffee, those are also the little things that he wrote a relationship. And writing love letters is a great way to not just make a deposit today, but it's an investment. It grows over time, and when you go back and look at it, it's even worth more than it was the day you wrote it. I like that. That's, that's really profound, right? It's an investment for your future. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Couple Synergy on this topic of the art of writing love letters. Yeah, we got a little personal. It was nice. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs, such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, our online membership called Connections, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Thank you.